Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 65 of the Computer Business Marketing Show. Our show today is brought to you by Tech Reputation. Tech Reputation offers IT business owners a simple and effective way to manage, acquire, and market your positive reviews online. For a 14-day free trial, plus 10% off your setup and monthly subscription, visit techreputation.com slash TSB. On this episode of the show, we have Nick Jordan of Logic Inbound on the show to teach us about how to dominate Google with content. He'll show us the tricks he used to get his company to show up for key terms around big brands like Instagram and Shopify, learn about the different keyword strategies you need to use as a local business and why SEO is a lot simpler than you think. Plus, Paco talks about how a client getting hacked turned into an upsell opportunity and what he's doing to optimize his Yelp profile. And it doesn't involve getting mixed up in the Yelp mafia. All that and so much more coming up right now. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Computer Business Marketing Show. If you own or work in an IT services business, this is the place to learn how to get more clients, keep them happy, and grow your revenue. You can watch, download, and or subscribe to all show episodes at computerbusinessmarketing.com. You can also catch our live stream right now on Facebook every Thursday at 7 p.m. Eastern. Just be sure to like the Tech Site Builder Facebook page, click the following tab, and then select See First so that every time the live stream happens, it'll jump to the top of your Facebook newsfeed. And, uh, you know, no matter what you're doing, you can uh, be sure to catch us live. We have a lot of fun when we're doing this live. We'll, we'll chat with you in the, uh, the Facebook chat. Um, you know, hey, I, I put out a, uh, a request to hire someone for, for something. Uh, so you might get a job out of it, too. Who knows? But uh, it's, uh, it, uh, it's a great place to be uh, when we get the show started. And, um, and uh, you know, to, to really feel like you're part of the uh, computer business marketing show community. So I uh, hope you guys do join us in that live stream. Uh, so our topic today is going to be all about uh, writing content that's going to uh, be leveraged and maximized by search engine optimization. So we're aligning our content with search. And to talk to us about that is Nick Jordan. He's from in, uh, Logic Inbound, and he's going to be giving us some proven strategies that he not only... Uh, you know, does for his clients, but he's proven with his own business uh, using these techniques, and he's been able to rank for a lot, lots of great things, and and get to the top of the search results for a lot of competitive types of terms and, and search results. So we're going to dig in with that uh, with Nick here shortly. So uh, definitely stick around for that. But before we do that, I just wanted to uh, remind you guys first of all about the Computer Business Marketing Newsletter. That is the weekly digest of tips and tricks for marketing your computer business. Uh, not only do we have a link to the latest podcast episode, but we also have a curation of articles from around the internet that have been written recently with the latest kind of trends and tips about leveraging marketing. Uh, and this is stuff that we curate, that we know you guys will love, that will work specifically for IT businesses. Uh, we also provide a digest of all of the best conversations that have been happening in the Facebook group, as well as a tip of the week, which is normally like a quote from uh, you know business or thought leaders or some kind of tip or trick uh, that maybe you know something that happened to me during the week that I that I uh, think uh, is important to get out there uh, and all of that is packaged up in this nice neat package it gets delivered to your inbox once a week 
that you can kind of use to give you a boost in your marketing and uh, give you fresh ideas on how to grow your business. So check that out. Just go to computerbusinessmarketing.com and you can sign up for the newsletter there. All right. Uh, let's see. Paco, how you doing, man? What you been up to recently? Hoy hoy. Uh, it's been a pretty good week. I actually had a uh, couple days off because I had my daughter off from camp this week and next. So we had a little bit of good time at my office and had a couple of good opportunities that came up during uh, the earlier of the week. So we partnered with a, a bigger IT provider, uh, IT solutions provider who passed us a lead. We talked to them on Friday. Sounded like it was going to be something when they needed it, they'll give us a call and got an email over the weekend. Um, I was actually out in Mount Pleasant, Michigan, helping out uh, John Dubinsky with a couple things over on his side of the fence and got an email basically saying that my client actually ended up getting hacked. So apparently they got in, renamed everything, posed as a dating service and started sending out emails from a address book that wasn't his, luckily. Um, but yeah, everything started going, getting sent out as if he was this dating site. So wow. it was a good uh, three hours hands-on, but the lessons learned here was A, make sure all your clients are on two-factor authentication on everything. He's a pain in the butt, but you need to do it. Um, and the second part was it was a great upsell opportunity. So something to always prepare yourself where if you get all your stuff and all your ducks in a row, you have the opportunity to offer certain uh, uh, solutions for your clients and you give the opportunity to be able to make some money. So that's what ended up happening with me. Um, after we were said and done, it was either, hey, you know, we did talk about this on Friday. If you wanted to go within hourly service, we do have our retainer program along with our managed services. Retainer program, you're going to get a little bit of a discount, and but it's a cash flow that comes in for, the, uh, for us. So decided to go with the retainer program and it was a great upsell opportunity he was taken care of. But usually at those times of pain is when is that you have the ability to make sure you have solved that uh, particular prospect or a client's issue when you're moving forward. Yeah. One, one thing you can look into with that uh, is, you know, cause, cause it's, it's, it's one thing to be able to upsell that, you know, after a disaster happens or after something happens where they like, they know what the need is and they, they understand that it's important, but it's, it's another thing to kind of sell that to someone who hasn't experienced something like that yet. And they're like, okay, I'll get around to it. Or, you know, that's yep. something that costs money, but I don't, you know, it's not, it doesn't affect me. Um, so uh, one thing you could do with that is like maybe put together a case study uh, in a blog post or, or in an email or something about what happened to your client. You can keep it anonymous and then how you resolved it and why it's important. And then send that out to all your existing clients and say, hey, we have a solution for this ready to go. We've tested it. It works out. And, uh, and uh, you know, this is why you need it. Yep. And like you said, it's always easier to sell at, uh, at a reactive solution at the time of pain than it is proactive. And this is a great example. We literally talked Friday. Yeah. Okay. Thanks. You know, we and literally the words from his mouth was, hey, you know what? It's been 25 years. You know, we've always, we've always been really actually been okay. You know, I've never really had to worry about it. So we'll go ahead and uh, move forward. And then unfortunately, Sunday, it just kind of just went ahead. So um, it was just a good learning experience, like you said, and for, for myself as well, because I don't really dive much into the Office 365 arena. And there was a lot of changes that were made, especially with uh, Azure Active Directory now being put into for certain logins for Windows 10. So it was a great opportunity to learn all that as well. But kind of like, swinging into this as well 
Um, Mike Smith over at the Mike Tech Show talked about this a little bit, but going off of two-factor authentication, um, Wired.com actually has a deal where if you subscribe to the magazine for 10 bucks, they'll send you a YubiKey. So something to think about in the event that hmm. you guys are just tired of plugging in that uh, code every single time, YubiKey might be a good solution for you um, to test out. And if it's a good fit, maybe to deploy it to the, uh, a lot of your clients slash look into other alternatives for two-factor authentication. Very cool. Yeah, like you said, it's, it's annoying and it's like a, a, an inconvenience a little bit, but uh, it, it makes such a big difference in, in security. And it's, it's hard to convince your clients of that. Yep. And the other piece that we've been doing is we've just uh, usually either on some downtime or when we get the opportunity to, usually Fridays are our marketing days, but I decided to do it a little bit earlier this week is um, I've really been hammering it out with Google My Business and trying to optimize, optimize that listing. I'm actually in a new uh, page of theirs. They're actually introducing a community and it's different from G+. It's called gsmallbusiness.com. Right now, it's local to three cities, Pittsburgh, Fort Worth, and Chicago. Um, and it's actually connecting small businesses in those cities to on um, everything, marketing, and whatever related to that. So I have a little bit more details on that piece. But after hammering Google My Business for so much, I've now decided to go flip over to where I usually get a lot of my other leads, which is on Yelp. Now, Yelp is the, is the mafia, as I've mentioned before, but a lot of the great uh, things that I've learned from Whitespark's uh, website is one of them is how to optimize your Yelp reviews. And it's a long uh, post, but from the actual owner of Whitespark. But the cool part about it is that it shows how to get valuable Yelp reviews from customers that are active on Yelp so that their your reviews are not filtered. And that's the biggest piece about Yelp reviews is... For me, I've never really pushed on it because you, it's a mixed bag of cats. You're either going to get filtered, they're going to be fine at one point. Sometimes they get taken off, sometimes they come back. So it's always been a back and forth and I never put push people to go to it. And then there's even guidelines in Yelp that says you can't specifically ask for, I don't know if it's you can't ask for reviews or you can't ask for positive reviews. It's one of those, whatever the keywords is in the guidelines. This actually kind of goes through on how to identify some of those things that help alleviate and start growing some of your reach through Yelp reviews as well. Very cool. Yeah. And, and I know Yelp is, is like, um, you know, to pay for, for Yelp ads is, is usually doesn't seem like it's worth it, but to optimize your Yelp profile, which you're, you, you have for free and you get, get those reviews coming in because people are going to leave reviews on Yelp for you, whether you like it or not and get all that optimized is definitely worth pursuing. Yeah, let me be clear. Not Yelp ads. I right. don't. No. Yep. The mafia, et cetera. That's what I'm going to say about <laughs> exactly. that. But yep, that's my uh, bit for this week and should be pretty interesting for next week. And we'll see uh, how it goes from there. Cool. Um, and then did you have a uh, tech site builder question of the week for this week? I did. So tech site builder of the week is as you're looking at your homepage, um, obviously we want to make sure that and you, as you go through your step funnel, what is the most easiest way of navigation specifically for services? So on our homepage, we usually have a, uh, a heat map and we notice that a lot of people click on services and then it goes into that page of services. The question is, does it make sense to have that page of services or should it be available as like a sub menu that has the list of services for you to click to get to the particular page of that service? 
Um, essentially eliminating a step. Right. So, you know, instead of clicking on the services navigation item in the main menu and then getting a list of your services on that page, and then they have to click again to get to the, the service they want. Uh, instead, like in the navigation, when they hover over services, they get a drop down of all your different services. They can go right to the one they want. Um, so in the navigation menu, I, I mean, I like both, right? Why not have both? Why not have it where they, you know, they might not know what they want or they might want to learn a little bit more about your services. They can click on services, get a, you know, an overview of all the different services you have. The, the, the reason we set up that services page like we do in TechSite Builder is it's very browse friendly. So it allows users to land on that page, quickly see visual uh, cues for what your services are, the title, a brief description, and they and you know you can list a bunch of them there on that page, so people can browse really quick. If they're not quite sure what they need, but they just want to see what you offer, uh, then they can go there and browse that list and get get a little bit more information. Um, but if they know exactly what they want and they're looking for it and they want to get to it quick, then if you give it to them in that drop down um, and let them get to it quickly, that that's you know would be uh, a, a, you know, helpful for them as well. Another thing that you should do is also put some of your most popular services or the services that you want to get in front of your clients, um, maybe the ones that you know, have, have the best margin for you or that, um, that, uh, that your customers really love, and put those on the homepage. So you know, in, in TechSite Builder, we give you three boxes and, and a slider and some other places where you can put stuff on the homepage. Um, maybe link those to your popular services and make those boxes specifically about those three popular services. Uh, that way, you, you know, if someone's scrolling the page, they don't necessarily look in the navigation menu and they can find uh, some of those services pretty quickly either. And I think you're doing something like that with your homepage, which is really cool. Um, so that's kind of a tip for everyone else who's listening as well. Cool. All right. Um, so uh, that's the tech site builder question of the week. If you guys want a computer business website uh, that is easy to set up, but that you still have control over everything that goes on it. Uh, that's kind of what TechSite Builder is. It, it fills the gap between, you know, getting a free website set up on Wix or, or one of those services that isn't, tar- that isn't built for IT businesses or hiring a web developer and paying thousands of dollars. There's a, a sweet spot in between that. And that's kind of what TechSite Builder is. It's a, it's a managed platform. So we take care of the security and the hosting and the speed optimization and all of that stuff, uh, updating the software. Um, uh, but we give you the platform that you can then come on and we give you the tools that you need to build out an effective website for your computer business. And kind of the, the mantra of TechSite Builder is keep it simple. So um, it's, it's not one of these website builders where we give you everything in the kitchen sink uh, so that you can get overwhelmed and put a bunch of stuff on your website that your customers aren't going to want or aren't going to need. We give you a very focused, very professional, clean uh, platform to add your content, add your services, add the things you want to build it out uh, how you want um, without getting overwhelmed by all the different choices that are out there. Uh, Also, if you're one of those guys that just doesn't have the time to uh, spend building out your website, we also offer concierge services where we'll do the building for you. So we'll you'll have the website on our platform and then we'll write your content and we'll put together your pages, make it look real nice so that you can uh, get back to doing what you like to do. And that's fixing computers and helping people solve their IT problems. So uh, check out TechSite Builder at techsitebuilder.com. All right. Now, without further ado, let's jump into our featured topic. And this is a conversation that we're going to have with our guest, Nick Jordan. He's from Logic Inbound. 
And uh, that is a service that serves all different types of businesses with their digital marketing needs, uh, specifically search engine marketing. And uh, we're going to talk to him a little bit today about how to kind of craft your content uh, and make it work best for search. Uh, so thanks, Nick, for joining us today. Yeah, absolutely, Matt Paco. Thanks for having me on today. And hello from sunny Seattle. Yeah, and uh, the folks who are watching the video uh, might see you bouncing up and down there. <laughs> Want to explain kind of what's going on in, in your office over there? Yeah, definitely. So as, as uh, a business owner, you know, like everybody that's listening in today, uh, we work too much and I was sacrificing my health to work. So not only did I get the stand-up desk, but I got the treadmill desk so I can work while I walk and I don't have to sacrifice my health to do the things my business needs me to do. So the one, and this is getting a little off topic, but I'm curious because um, that's something I've been, I've thought about and, and tossed the idea around. I have the standing desk and that's been great. I've loved that. But I was worried about like something like a treadmill desk where, you know, you're, you're kind of bouncing around. It's hard to focus on the screen or type or use the mouse. How have you been able to, to overcome that? Or is that not even an issue? You know, it's, it's really not an issue. If you keep it around 1.5 to 2 miles per hour, I'm at 2 right now. Um, you, you can do pretty much everything you need to do. If you're working in spreadsheets or where you need to click really delicately, then you want to bump it down and it should be fine. Oh, cool. Awesome. That's a, that's a bonus tip for you guys <laughs> listening. Uh, uh, but yeah, I, I, it's one of those things I definitely like to look into. Luckily, I have a dog that forces me to go walking. I have a dog in no backyard. So that forces me to take him for uh, multiple walks during the day, forces me to get out and from behind the desk. Uh, but uh, yeah, the treadmill desk is definitely like the next level. And uh, don't mind the camera here, guys. I'm just creating some content for my Instagram stories that'll go live right after we're done. Sweet. Yes. So practicing what you preach. I love Absolutely. it. And, and I, I think that's kind of going to be the, the gold nugget in this interview is, is all this stuff you're going to be telling us you've done and you've, you've done in your own business. And you were, you were explaining to us uh, before the interview, like that's kind of one of your pet peeves of other uh, digital marketers out there that, that, that have the companies that tell you what to do, but don't necessarily do it themselves. Uh, do you want to kind of talk a little bit about that uh, philosophy and, and weave that into how you got started with uh, Logic Inbound? Yeah, absolutely. So we started Logic Inbound a couple of years ago. And what we quickly learned is that one is, is search engine optimization. The SEO industry uh, has a relatively, well, actually a very negative uh, association with it. And it's because everybody's been ripped off by their search marketing provider. They said, hey, this campaign is going to take six, nine, 12 months. Six months in, you're like, hey, where's the results? They're like, everything is on track. You hit nine months. You're like, where's the results? You hit 12. And then you end up canceling them. And what we saw is that 99% of people that are selling search marketing are not actually consuming their own services to generate traffic leads and sales for themselves. And so one, we saw, I think that 99% figure probably aligns with with the success rate of most search agencies, right? Uh, but also we saw an opportunity to differentiate ourselves by making search work for us. It gives our clients confidence that, you know, 12 months later, they're going to have the results that they're looking for. That's really cool. So, um, and I think one of the biggest aspects of that uh, strategy is, is content. Uh, can you talk about like the importance of content in digital marketing specifically and, uh, and, why you, you kind of focus heavily on that? Yeah, so there's this misconception that people have of search marketing. They think it's really technical and it involves backlinks and, and 301 redirects and, and all sorts of stuff that sounds very, very, very complicated. And that's not true at all. 
Um, last month, we generated 95,000 visitors from Google. And I'd say 90% of our effort has been invested into creating highly relevant content um, for the search terms that we want to rank for. And the, the way that we think about search is very intuitive. Um, Google has to show the highest quality, most relevant search results for any given search query. And the reason why they have to do that, the reason why that's their number one goal is if they don't, it creates an opportunity for a competitor to come in and put their $100 billion a year of AdWord re revenue at risk. And so Google will rank the most relevant, the highest quality content all day, every day. And, in, and this strategy allows us to outrank stronger, more powerful brands like Instagram and Shopify. Yeah, that's, 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 a, that's a bold statement there. <laughs> Why don't you talk a little bit about uh, what you're doing um, to, to do that. Paco, if you could uh, jump in and, um, and take over for a little bit. I just realized that my Surface is not plugged in and I got to go grab the power cord really quick. So I'm going to have to hop off and I'll be right back. Yep, got it. Yeah, so I'm going to go ahead and, and, and share my screen. Um, and so when we started our content campaign, we knew that we're competing with the top SEOers in the world to rank content related to SEO. And so we didn't, we didn't want to focus on SEO first. We wanted to focus on searches at the middle and the top of the funnel that we knew our qualified prospects are searching for. And the people that hire us are marketers and founders. So we wanted to target searches that we knew marketers and founders were searching for. And we didn't have to compete with other SEOs because it was going to be too competitive. And so we put our thinking hats on and it was actually quite a simple process because I'm both a founder and a marketer. And when I search for information on the internet, I'm looking for tactical information related to the platforms I use. You know, how do I grow my Instagram? How do I do this on Shopify? How do I, you know, use Facebook as a business page? There are all these topics that by looking at what's being searched, you can tell who's searching for them. And one of those topics that we found was contact Instagram. It turns out a lot of people search this search term every single month. Instagram, and we felt that, that some percentage of the search volume is going to be founders and marketers, the people that are qualified to hire our company. And you can see that not only do we outrank Instagram, but Google's actually given us the featured snippet and embedded our search results um, into the search. And the same, the same, story with, uh, same story with Shopify. And anyone in the US can go and replicate this, go search those queries. People outside the US will probably see different results because it's localized by country. So for those that are listening via the audio podcast, what Nick is showing us is basically he's doing a Google search on some of the content that he's aligned with these search terms. And by doing that, he's allowed it's his business has come up number one on the search results for both contact Instagram and is Shopify safe. And as you pull those terms up, the results are coming out of links from his business site, not of the actual uh, content itself outranking some of those uh uh, more prevalent searches. But a question for you, Nick, is, you know, in the IT industry, um, we got really banged around for a lot of scammers that were advertising contact numbers for um, like Dell and like all these other things and putting kind of these all regular different numbers. Um, how does your con how does the content aligning with that SEO search differ from what those scammers were doing to get their results kind of higher before Google kind of started uh, slapping back? Actually, uh, I had no idea. I thought we invented this strategy. So I didn't realize uh, scammers pioneered it and I'm just uh, coming in after <laughs> they already cleaned up all the good stuff. Um, so, what, so we started off with Instagram. Now we're targeting contact Shopify, Shopify help. And, and our goal is, is we found that 
there's a little too much consumer search traffic for things like contact Instagram. There is some, you know, national and international brands that talk to us, but not enough. And so our next uh, area of focus is only on, on platforms that we know marketers and founders are using. These might be things like Tableau. These might be things like um, uh, Shopify or Magento, um, things of that nature. So do you recommend to, uh, for, for our listeners to maybe think about you know, brand names that our, that our customers might be using or searching for online and then trying to write some sort of content around, around that brand? Yeah, absolutely. You know, you mentioned earlier that it's a lot easier to sell things after the, you know, the it's been broken. And so if you can think of any searches that you think business owners are making after something bad happens, uh, those would be great targets to, to rank for. Like, is my internet down? That might be a good one. You know, just brainstorming here. Or, you know, uh, I got fish. Now what? So we actually, you know, a lot of, a lot of marketers, when they create content, they're using their gut. And they think their audience wants, to, wants this kind of content. And uh, we work backwards based off of what people are searching for and then write content that creates, or sorry, aligns with those search queries. So that's, uh, that's you know, I guess the keyword research side of it, right? Um, that's what, absolutely what do you, correct. What, do you what, what kind of tips do you have for that part of the process? Yeah, so it's super easy. What we do is we'll go to a tool called Ahrefs. This is our favorite keyword research tool. It also does a ton of other things. But we'll type in something like Shopify. And what we're going to do is we're going to get a list of all of the ways that people search Google for the keyword Shopify. And there's going to be hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of thousands. Well, there's only 200,000 variations of Shopify. Now, <laughs> you can see that some of these things have checkboxes. These are, these are content opportunities that we've deemed um, good enough to invest money into creating content that aligns with those queries. One of the, but if there's a lot of queries around what you're searching for, I like to filter and I want to stick to informational queries. So I want to figure out how people are searching for Shopify. You know, I might ask, I might filter by what, where, who is, why to really get the informational queries that people are typing in. Now, um, is it, is there any way to, to localize this? Cause a lot of our, uh, listeners will be servicing like a local area or a metropolitan area. So one mistake that I see a lot of local business owners is investing into their blog. And investing in your blog is not going to create new prospects. And the reason is, is because blog topics are national searches, which means people that are searching across the country are going to see this information. And like you just said, 99.999% of those visitors are not going to be in a geographic service area. So blog content is good if you want to build authority and credibility with prospects that are already in your sales funnel, but they're not going to get you new prospects. Now, if you're going to be investing in content, don't write it on your site. Go and pitch content to a major publication that people have heard of because then when you're using that content to build authority and credibility with prospects in your sales funnel, it's not on your site. It's not coming from you. It's coming from you know, Wired or GeekWire or TechCrunch. Right. Yeah, that makes sense. So, so as far as like a, a search engine strategy for a local business, um, wh what would be something you want to focus on then if it's not the, the blog content as far as helping so your, the, your positioning? The search opportunity for local businesses is bottom of the funnel. It's, you know, it's, it's help desk, it's, it's computer repair, it's laptop repair. Um, however, what you're going to find, and uh, this is getting a 
So what you're going to see is that for every type of search that you're targeting, you're going to want to create a separated landing page. So earlier in the conversation, there was questions on whether to put all the services on one page or create separate sub pages for each service. And if you want to actually drive search traffic, you're going to need separate sub pages for each service. And I'll show you why right now. If I search iPhone repair Seattle, the search results are going to be completely different than if I search laptop repair Seattle. You'll see that every single website on this first page has been optimized for iPhone repair, and you're not able to optimize one page for two different, completely different keywords because Google's going to have a ton of pages that are just specific to iPhone repair to show. And then, again, it goes back to creating highly, highly relevant content for the keyword that you're targeting. And if I type in laptop repair, Seattle, I'm going to see all of the pages on the first page are optimized for laptop repair. Right. So we actually spend a lot of time Googling, well, can one page rank for both of these keywords? And we decided to build a tool internally to help us answer that question. And basically, I'll just type in laptop repair Seattle, iPhone repair Seattle, and I'll crawl Google, and I'll look at how many pages rank for both keywords on the first page. And if there's less than three, you probably can't do it. If there's more than three, you could probably rank for both keywords. Interesting. So I guess my question, uh, Nick, is when we go back to the topic of content, and this is a very big buzzword that you hear from you know, the people like Gary Vaynerchuk to Patrick Bedavid on the entrepreneur side of the world. And you know, blog is a type of content. And you mentioned that that's not something really for local to kind of concentrate on, although I slightly disagree because I think from a lot of the blog content that I've gotten from certain services that I enroll in has built, like you said, build that authority that have actually attracted new uh, prospects from my own uh, followers. But what content would you say people should invest in and specific content? Is it investing in a designer to create images that kind of go out there? Should it be uh, the content of, uh, like you mentioned, I believe for uh, pairing up that content on other sites that are going to provide some backlinks to you? What are some stuff for smaller businesses local to really, really sink their teeth in to really get to where, like how you're mentioning the best bang for their buck or their best effort in time? You know, some of the services that these local businesses are providing can be delivered over the internet. So the example that you used earlier was they got hacked, right? Maybe it's phishing, maybe it's malware, whatever it is. You don't actually need to be in the same city to address those issues, at least some of the time. And so there's still value in creating content that ranks nationally because, you're, you, because of the nature of the business that we work in, whether it's digital marketing, mobile app development, or computer repair, some of that service can be delivered outside of the same geographic region. But I just want to highlight something for you. If I search iPhone repair... This is considered a local search, and Google's only going to show me local companies. All these people are located in Seattle. But if I Google, how do I repair my broken iPhone 5, this should be a national search, and it should show me results from all over the country. And so, you know, that's kind of why I said that blog content is great for building authority and credibility, because it shows that you have competency, but it's not going to create new leads from Google. Yeah, gotcha. it, th that makes sense. And I, and I think it's, uh, so for, for local businesses, it's worth really focusing on those individual service landing pages, focus on, you know, the, the keyword for that service and, and optimize yeah. it. So that kind of brings me to the next question, which is, so we've identified these, these keywords we want to go after, whether it's, you know, 
the national conversation of, of a question around a brand or a local conversation around a specific service we have. Um, what are what are some of the things we need to do with the content that we're writing for that page to to make it stand out in Google's? Absolutely. So the first thing you need to figure out is how people are searching Google for your services in your city. Because if you look at the data, people in Houston use one word more frequently than people in Seattle. And an example of that is people in Houston. You know, the most popular way to search for Android app development is Android app developers. But in Seattle, it might be Android app development firm. And so you really want to understand how people are using Google to find the services specific to your city. And so coming back to Ahrefs, what you're going to do is you're going to use a keyword explorer to find out all of the ways that people are searching for the word Seattle. There's 1.7 million. So what we want to do is filter it into um, relevant keywords. So we'll type in computer, laptop, iPhone, Android. What else do, what else do IT guys fix? Uh, data recovery. Recovery, data recovery, that's great. Uh, that's sec- security. Security. Yeah. So <laughs> what you're going to do is you're going to type in your city and then you're going to type in all of the various services that you provide. So now I see that Computer Repair Seattle has 600 searches every single month. And Seattle Laptop, you know, there are probably people trying to buy a laptop. But iPhone Repair Seattle, I know that 450 people are searching for that every single month. Now, Seattle's a unique geography. It's actually about 14 cities in the greater Seattle region. There's Bellevue, there's Kirkland, there's Redmond, there's, there's another 10 of those. And what you'll find also in Google is that you're not going to appear in the search results for Bellevue with the same page that's going to rank you in Seattle. So if we search Seattle iPhone repair, we're again going to see that the results are very specific to Seattle. And when we search Bellevue, which is literally five miles away where, where Microsoft is located, Bellevue iPhone repair, we're going to see a completely whole different set of search results. So not only do you need to understand what people are searching for um, uh, types of services, you need to understand how they're using um, the, the local geography to search as well. So uh, one um, popular strategy among uh, some SEO firms is uh, when dealing with companies that serve uh, broad areas and different cities within that area is they'll create a landing page for each service for each town. So it'll be iPhone repair Bellevue, iPhone repair Seattle, and there'll be separate pages for each one of those. Is that a strategy you recommend? Uh, Absolutely. So you'll see that we rank number four for NYC SEO expert. And I haven't been to New York in three years and no one else's mom, my team has ever been to New York. And the way we did it was by creating a, a highly relevant landing page to that specific query that we're targeting. You'll see it's in the URL, it's in the, it's in the title, it's in the meta description. And then the other really easy uh, search hack that you can do is create more content than the competition. Because Google doesn't know who has quality content. What Google uses is heuristics. So they look at user engagement metrics. And longer content typically has better user engagements than shorter content. Now, is that something that Google only tracks when someone clicks on it through the search results? Or is it something that, say, you know, you write a blog post and you, or you write a new page and then you send it out to your email list to get people to read it? Would that yeah. then flow through yeah, ab- to? Absolutely. If you have Google Analytics installed on your page, any traffic source that it highly engages 
is a good thing. So one of the things that we've done for some e-commerce clients is we get we we buy we get links in the um, video description of YouTube videos, and the YouTube videos are highly relevant to the product we're selling. And that traffic that's searching for that particular YouTube video clicks our clicks our website. They engage really well. They buy some stuff, and that just drove massive search results um, really really fast. So another thing is is uh, another heuristic Google uses for quality content is structured data. So you can see that we put some bullet points in here. Structured data is things like lists, tables, tables of content, anything that kind of indicates you spent more effort than just a bunch of paragraphs on a page. And so when Google crawls your site and it sees that you have more content than the competition and you have more structured data than the competition, what Google's going to do is it's going to raise your page closer and closer to the first page. And once you get to the second page, it's going to start testing. Going to pop you on the first page is going to pop you off. It happens on a daily basis, sometimes hourly, even minutely. But what it's doing is it's comparing the user engagement metrics that your page receives versus the other pages on the first page. Because at the end of the day, Google wants to show the highest quality, most relevant content, and user engagements is like the best heuristic ever to to figure that out. Interesting. Yeah, I do. I do notice that when a when a website starts doing a little bit better in the search results. It reaches a point where it does kind of that dance, where it like bounces around back and forth, and that always, that's always frustrating because yeah. it's like it's doing well, it's doing well, and then it's like doing this for a little while. Uh, but that makes sense that they're testing it out and they're seeing if hey, if we put this on the first page, are people going to engage with it, and is it going to be a good a good result? Absolutely. So one question for you, Nick, is going back to for us that would look use H, uh, Ahrefs or SEMrush or SERPstat, and we're going through those filters. What would you say is the best? timetable or the best sample size to look at to determine those keywords for you? Uh, sorry, can you repeat the question in a different way? Sure. So essentially, if we're looking to try and figure out what are going to be the keywords that we want to create the content to, yep. what time frame do you think that we should look at? So for example, if we look at the last 30 days versus the last maybe 90 days, maybe there's going to be a dip in certain searches that we're trying to advertise for. Yeah, definitely. So the way that these tools, Ahrefs is just one of the you know five or so top tools like Moz and SEMrush, like you said. Uh, it's all kind of um, you know it's it's not perfectly accurate, right? Because it gives us a monthly search figure, but that search okay. figure definitely changes month over month over month. Um, but the numbers in this might not um, change. So we'll see that you know Craigslist Seattle seven hundred thirty eight thousand searches a month. It's not exactly seven hundred thirty eight thousand searches every single month, but in general the search term gets 738,000 searches. Gotcha. So just look at the monthly search volume and, and prioritize your investment into content based off of the opportunity that it represents. Gotcha. Yeah, and that's what I want to know. So, Because I, I didn't see a filter for time frame, but so monthly is probably the best uh, sample size to kind of look yep. at that type of deal. Got it. Yep. Cool. Great. So um, that's uh, we're getting towards the end of our time here. Was there anything else uh, you wanted to touch on as far as the... Uh, the idea of crafting content, uh, I think spending the time to look at the keywords is a big piece that not a lot of people do, especially business owners. They don't think to spend the time to look at the keywords, see where people are, are, are what people are searching for, and uh, and you know uh, figure out you know the competition and the location and everything like that. Any other tips you got for for folks? Yeah, just to wind us down and take us home, I'm going to quickly cover uh, what drives relevance and what drives quality content. So relevance is driven by things like the URL, the title, the description. And what you can see is that we used all of this available real estate much better than Instagram did. Instagram doesn't have any of those keywords that we're ranking for in their description, in their URL, 
or in their title. And then when you click onto the pages, uh, H1s and H2s are also uh, valuable real estate for driving relevance. And you should absolutely use the keywords and the variations of the keywords you want to rank for in those. So you'll see that Instagram has some of the lightest content I've ever seen on a web page. There's <laughs> 20 words here where yep. we just dump words in here. And additionally, we've created this moat because we now have 74 you know, comments. And people that hit this page are going to scroll through the comments trying to see if anyone's experienced and received a resolution for the same issues that they have. So um, places where we also drive relevance is, is by the H1s and the H2s. We don't just want to rank for the core keyword. We want to rank for as many variations of the core keyword as possible. So include those variations um, in, in, uh, in the H1s and H2s, the title, the meta description. Uh, add structured data, list bullet points, bold some words, include some pictures, do some outbound citations to non-competitive sites. These are all things that Google looks for when it's trying to figure out how relevant you are and whether your content is higher quality than the competition. Love it. Uh, yeah, this is, this is great, great stuff. And this, this is, um, you know, it's, it's information that's, that's out there, but I think the problem is uh, it's, it's mixed with a bunch of other information um, that's not so helpful or not so accurate. And, and, and so there's that piece. And then there's also, you know, Google's algorithm has, they publish, you know, people publish uh, 200 some odd uh, different uh, points that, that are part of the algorithm that, uh, that each one factors into how your page gets ranked. And so you look at that list and you're, you get overwhelmed very quickly. Yes. Whereas, you know, I think we're, we're looking at kind of the biggest bang for the buck, especially around service businesses uh, and around the content that they, that they create. You're so right. And I actually talk about that all the time, how if you Google what impacts search rankings, you're going to find websites like backlink.io and they have 200 different factors and it makes it sound very overwhelming. And you're like, I can't do all this. I don't have the time or the expertise. But really, if you just focus a majority of your activities on keyword research, the optimization and creating quality content, you can ignore all the rest of that stuff. And I'm living proof. I didn't do any of that stuff except for those three activities, and now I have 95,000 visits a month. And the cool thing is, if, if you create that quality content, the, the other stuff you need for search engines kind of takes care of itself, right? The, the backlinks will take care of themselves when people link to your awesome content because they find it. And, and it's kind of, you know, you do a few key things and then everything else kind of piles on top of that naturally. Absolutely. And you don't have to try to game the system or whatever. So I, I love it, man. Uh, you're preaching to the choir with this stuff. And, and I hope folks in the audience have uh, picked up some, some useful nuggets from this. Um, you know, I know uh, a lot of this stuff we are implementing in the stuff we do for Tech Site Builder, but I, I learned a couple uh, gold nuggets that I'm going to start implementing uh, for, for you guys as well. Um, so, hey, Nick, I'm excited to probably in the future have you back on because I think we, could, we can dig into a lot of other things. Uh, you're a super smart guy and you're, you're testing this stuff out and, and you have results. So, Oh yeah, we great. definitely need them back. <laughs> thank, you, thank you so much. I actually just wrote the playbook. All of these techniques, I put it on paper and I wrote it about for doctors. Maybe I can write one for you know, IT guys. We would love that. Um, so if folks want to continue following you and maybe follow up with uh, if that book comes together, what's the best place uh, people can find you? Uh, hit me up on LinkedIn, Nick from Seattle. Hit me up on Facebook, Nick from Seattle. Hit me up on Instagram, Nick from Seattle. Hit me up on email, Nick at Logic Inbound. <laughs> Sounds good. And we'll have links to uh, those various profiles on, uh, on our show notes page. Uh, all right, Nick, thanks a lot. And uh, we'll, we'll chat soon. Thank you so much for having me on. Have a great rest of the day, guys. Um, and if you could unshare your, your, uh, your screen. 
That would be awesome because I'm not sure how to do it. There we go. <laughs> Perfect. All right, guys. Um, uh, before we wrap up, just want to uh, give a quick shout out to our second sponsor, and that is Tech Reputation. Tech Reputation offers IT business owners a simple and effective way to manage, acquire, and market your positive reviews online. Uh, Paco was talking earlier about you know managing your Yelp reviews and making sure that uh, you know you keep those Yelp reviews on your profile and optimizing your profile. We also talked last week about optimizing your Google My Business profile. And part of optimizing those different online profiles about your business is to make sure that you're curating the best reviews you can. And that's kind of what Tech Reputation helps you do. It basically serves as a middleman between the customer and you. When you're done servicing your customer, it asks them, hey, how was, how was our service? And if your customer says, great, then it says, okay, um, well, hey, why don't you leave us a review on one of these platforms, whatever you prefer. You have control over what platform you, you give them available to leave a review. Um, and then that encourages them to leave a review because a lot of times when someone has a positive experience, they just don't think to leave a review online. So that kind of prompts them to do that. And then, of course, if, if they have a, a less than stellar experience, it gives you an opportunity to um, work with them to, to make their experience better or to help uh, mitigate that problem or, you know, help make them happy. And, uh, and so what that does is it avoids those people who might not necessarily express to you that they had a bad service, but then later on they'll go and leave a bad review because they have a chip on their shoulder or they, um, they misunderstood something or, or something happened. Uh, so this helps you avoid that by kind of, you know, being the middleman in between the client and you. Um, not only that, but it also helps you optimize your different uh, places that your business is listed online. And uh, this is important for SEO purposes, especially for local businesses. You want to make sure that your citations online are accurate and that they uh, um, are the consistent is the word I was looking for. And um, Tech Reputation ha gives you a dashboard where you can see all of the different citations that your business has received online. And then you can um, use the service to update anything that's, that's not accurate um, or, uh, you know, if you do change your phone number or if you change your business name or something like that, you have one place you can go to make all those updates to all those different listings online. And, uh, and that's important not only for people to be able to find you, but also for search engines to understand the information about your business and to make sure it's accurate and, uh, and um, across all of the different places online. Uh, the, the, those two things are super important and those are worth the price of admission, but yet there's a third thing that Tech Reputation offers and that is uh, a aggregation of all of your reviews online that you can post on your website. So you can get a list of all of those positive five-star reviews from Facebook, Google, Yelp, wherever, and you can get all of those in one place so that people uh, can see just a one-stop shop of all of your great reviews. You can put it in a widget on your website, on the homepage, on, on, a, on a testimonials page, or uh, a pro tip, put one review testimonial on every page. So that way, um, no matter what page someone is on on your website, they see a good review, they see a testimonial, they see real people leaving real feedback for your business. You can accomplish all of that with Tech Reputation. Tech Reputation does have uh, integration with Tech Site Builder. So uh, you can easily uh, get that uh, aggregation of positive reviews on your website. You can find out more about Tech Reputation and get 10% off your setup and monthly subscription fee by going to techreputation.com slash TSB. That 10% off is on top of their already 14-day free trial and 30-day money-back guarantee. 
So you really have nothing to lose by trying out Tech Reputation. Uh, they'll get everything set up for you and uh, you can make sure your reputation is stellar for your IT business online. All right, guys. Well, that's going to do it for this episode of the Computer Business Marketing Show. Don't forget to join us in the Facebook group. You can just uh, go into Facebook and search Computer Business Marketing and you'll find the Computer Business Marketing Group. That's where a bunch of IT business owners are hanging out, talking about marketing topics, helping each other out with different things. Uh, it's just kind of a great water cooler type of place where you can throw out some ideas for marketing, see what's working for other people. And it's a very engaged and smart group of folks that are in there. So I'd love for you to, to join us in that Facebook group. Um, and finally, if you enjoy the show, please give us a shout out on iTunes or Stitcher or wherever you listen to this podcast. And if they let you leave a review for the podcast, we'd love to get your feedback. We'd love to hear what you think of it. And every review you leave does help our podcast get found by other folks. Uh, and that helps us grow. And then that helps you grow as well. Finally, don't forget to check out our sponsors, techsitebuilder.com and techreputation.com slash TSB. Thank you for checking out the Computer Business Marketing Show. My name is Matthew Rodella. And this is Paco LeBron. Saying here's to your success. <laughs>